Welcome to the ED Jam. Cool. Um, hey everyone, welcome to uh, this week's podcast. Um, we're going to be talking with Dr. Lewis Winoto, um, who's with me at the moment. Um, Lewis, I've worked with you pro- probably two years now. Can you tell me who you are? Um, dude, where are you from? What do you like to do in your spare time? Hit me up. Good day, everyone. My name is Lewis Winoto. I'm one of the emergency physicians here at Sutherland. I also work half-time at St. Vincent's, and I do a bit of VMO at uh, North Shore. Cool. I've been a consultant for six, seven years now. Yep. Uh, yeah, enjoy it. Really enjoy it, and I do a lot of cycling. Cycling? You like to cycle? <laughs> Outside of work. Okay. I am a mammal. You are a mammal. What's a mammal, for those that don't know what a mammal is? Middle-aged man in Lycra, although I'm getting towards vomit stage. <laughs> What's vomit? Very old men in tights. <laughs> so it's pretty, uh, it, it, you're aging, is that what you're suggesting? I am aging. Okay, okay, that's all right. So you like to cycle, okay, and what made you want to become a doctor? Why do you like uh, emergency, or emerge, as Max would say? Uh, look, it's it's a privilege to be an emergency doctor. Yep. A lot of people come when they're having their worst day of the of the year or yep. their life, yep. and you get to try to sort that out. Awesome. It's a, it's, a, it's a real privilege. A lot of people don't see it that way, but yeah, it's um, you get to see people at their darkest moments. Yeah, nice. Uh, and it goes pretty quickly. I don't mind shift work. Yeah, it's good, good. Yep. And you can fit in the cycling in between. Yep, and it's good staff. Always, right. always pretty good staff. And yeah, mate, you're a pleasure to work with, and I guess I wanted to you know, get your input on the topic of burns. Yeah. Um, so... You know, we depending on what centre you work at, burns can come through your door, um, whether they've come in from ambulance or whether or not mm. they've um, a walk-in patient. Talk us through burns. Tell me a little bit of the path of what actually happens when patients are burnt. Yeah. What patients have you seen? Yeah. Uh, there are quite different types of burns, obviously. Yep. Uh, in my line of work, I don't see it very often. Maybe one or two uh, every year. Yep. That are severe enough to uh, to warrant transfer to a referral hospital. Yep. But uh, you see a lot of uh, minor burns. Minor burns. Like in adults, most of them are heat burns. Yes, yep. Uh, in kids, they're scalded burns. Okay. And a lot of, a lot of elect- electrical burns. Um, but the voltage that we have here in Australia are considered uh, minor. Minor, okay. So anything less than 1,000 volts yep, is considered minor. minor. Cool. Talk us um, through the minor burns. Let's think oh about yeah. where you're in an emergency department yeah. and you've got a minor burn coming in. Um, then we'll move to moderate to progressive or to, to yep. severe. Talk so, us through the moderate sort of stuff. Uh, so, my, so you have three sort of gradations of burns. Yep. Um, erythema or superficial burns. Yep. Partial thickness and um, full thickness burns, yep. basically. You don't do f- first degree, second degree, third degree anymore. Um, it's just easier for partial thickness, which covers both erythema and deeper tissues. Yep. So the superficial burns literally just the epidermis, just the superficial layer of the skin, yes. and that's it. Okay. Usually a bit of redness, they're hypersensitive. Yep. Um, some, and then once you get to blistering, then you're dealing more of a partial thickness okay. involving a bit of the dermis. Yep. These two are all still very hypersensitive, yep. so you get pain, uh, people complaining of pain, yep. which is a good thing, which means all your nerve fibers are still intact. Perfect. The full thickness burns are the pale looking burns that don't blanch. Those are serious or charred black already because they've gone fairly deep to the muscle. Okay. Uh, and they're insensate, no okay. sensation no whatsoever. Sensation. So we can, yeah. we're concerned when people don't have sensation. That's correct. And, and the other concerns are if they're circumferential burns. Yep. If they involve the whole um, 
surrounds of either forearm or leg. Yep. Uh, Penis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, you've got to mention uh, these sort of and, things. And you think about basically distal perfusion when you have uh, circumferential burns because with time, even within eight hours, the burns will contract okay. and then you'll lose positivity to the distal tissues. Okay, let's talk about um, initial management. So we can we've worked out that we can have sources of heat, whether that's electricity, whether that's um, you know gases or fires, yeah. um, whether or not that's steam. Um, and we're treating a minor burn. Yeah. What are we recommending um, from a management point of view for minor burns? So for minor burns, uh, burns that have uh, very minor erythema, you can actually just leave alone. Yep. Or even um, Vaseline or Comfort gels. Yep. Those with blisters, yep. blisters greater than half a centimeter. Yep. You want to deroof. Okay. Deroof means taking the blister top off, so yep. you have controlled. A situation as opposed to uncontrolled rupture of the blister yep. in due course. So when you've got a blister, it's more pain. Um, you don't know when it's going to rupture. It's delayed healing. You can have blister infection. Yep. So, and despite patients thinking it's going to hurt, it won't hurt at all because that skin over the blister is already dead. Okay. It's just literally cutting around the yep. circumference of the blister and putting a non-inherent dress, uh, dry dressing on top. Cool. Um, and first aid. When are you oh, recommending yeah. first aid? Uh, um, first aid. Cool water yep. irrigation. Cool. Not ice. Yep. Uh, just cool water for a good half an hour. Ice can burn. Ice can burn. Cool. Ice can burn. We don't. We we we're not going to cover ice burns, but we know that ice can burn, and we want to be mindful of those sort of things. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's good to do. I mean, Lewis has really outlined those uh, classifications of burns. It's good to know the classifications of burns. Um, what actually happens to the skin when it gets burnt? What actually? What's happening when the skin's copying that heat? Um, what's the role? What does skin do? What do we What do we got it for? So skin's a protective layer. Yep. As well as it keeps, uh, it's, it helps uh, thermal regulation in okay, the cool. body. Yeah. So when you lose the skin and especially the tissues underneath, you're going to start leaking good proteins and uh, all the nutrients of the body. Yep. All the cells start denaturing, and within eight hours, you get a. a uh, fluid seepage okay. syndrome. We'll so, talk about yeah. why we're resuscitating these patients. Yeah. Big, this sort of leads on to why we're resuscitating them. Perfect. Um, now we've kind of covered superficial burns, um, and we've got to be mindful of other things as well when we're talking about superficial burns. We mentioned um, dressings, but we we get onto this um, notion of TBSA, total body surface area, and how do we um, work out how much you know a patient has has had burnt. Yeah. Um, especially when we've dealt with the minor burns, we know how to treat them, mm. we've worked out how to treat those patients. Um, what are we thinking of and, and, and how do we go about it? So adults and kids are different. Yep. Kids proportionally have a bigger head than adults. Yep. So in adults, it's actually easier. So it's, it's well, you still use the rule of nines. Rule of nines, yep. Um, so essentially the head is 9%. Yep. The trunk, the front part of the trunk is 18%. So yep. that's your torso. The back part is 18, so that's 36 total. Yep. Arms, 9% each. Yep. So that's 18 for both arms. Yep. Legs are 18 each. Yep. So that's 36 for both legs, which leaves you another 1%. Where's and that's that going to be? Your perineum. Perineum, thank you. Just, we've covered the perineum <laughs> twice now. We want to make sure we cover it. Make sure there's a percentage. I think it's not, it would depend on the person sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and then but, for kids, uh, their head counts as 18%. Okay. And their Because their heads are so big. Yep. Yeah, cool. lower limbs count as 14 each instead of 18. Okay. So that's what you do, the percentage. And cool. then you don't count a perineum in the kids. Yep, fair enough. Yep. Good. So it's good to know that rule of nines. And keep in mind, this TBSA 
only to be used for moderate to uh, sort of partial and uh, full thickness burns. You don't count erythema as a partial burn. Good. Yeah. So it's good to know once we're moving towards the moderate to severe, then we're starting to talk about um, TBSA and mentioning um, the rule. We talked about the rule of nines. Um, when it comes down to, um, we talked a little bit about like steps you take um, when you're managing a patient, pain relief. Yes, is, is pain relief really important in these patients? Very important, especially with the partial thickness burns. Yep. I mean, the insensate ones, the deeper burns don't have pain, but they have other issues on top of that. Yep. It's usually related to trauma. Yep. You're expecting in an adult, um, a heart rate of 120 is normal for okay. a burns patient yep. because of it's, it's like this uh, pretty bad sepsis in, in the end. It's yep. a catabolic state. Um, but if you're running a heart rate of 160, something else is wrong, whether it's an associated trauma yes. or they're not well analgesed. Okay, perfect. Uh, when they're going slow, again, something horrendously wrong because they shouldn't be less than 100 beats per minute battery. Cool. So you've got a patient coming into your emergency department. They've got moderate burns. You've been told by ambulance moderate burns. Talk me through your A, B, C, D. What are you going to do in your primary survey? So we're we looking at our airway. What are we looking at? What are we looking yeah, for? Yeah, so you're looking at cinched airways, burnt nose, burnt eyebrows, lashes, uh, soot in their mouth, yep. coughing up stuff. Not necessarily in, in well, back in the girdle there is you, <laughs> you intubate everyone that's yes, got okay. yep. uh, nostrils and mouth. But you just take uh, make use common sense. Yes. If they're delayed presentation more than two hours or so and there's despite soot in their um, airways, they're still talking and yep. uh, breathing fine, they don't need to be intubated. Okay. Do do we do we call ENT for these guys? Do we do we not if you're concerned. Uh, if if you've got hoarseness of voice, yes. uh, change in voice stride or then you call ENT. Okay, perfect. Otherwise right. you can deal with it yourself. Good. Yeah. And that, and so we're concerned then with airway burns with that yeah. sort of stuff. Cool. We go on to B, breathing. What are we looking at with breathing with these guys? Um, so yeah, they, they get a bit reactive pneumonitis sometimes. Okay. Uh, um, again, it's associated with what kind of burns it is, if it's traumatic or not. Yes. And if there's carbon monoxide involved. Okay, which we'll talk uh, about in HPCO. Even, even cyanide. Yeah, some cars uh, still use uh, products that give off cyanide. cyanide. So and we need to be thinking about the gases. Homes, yep. yep. And um, with carbon monoxide, it binds obviously to that hemoglobin. Yeah. Yep. More affinity hemoglobin. Okay. Um, uh, saturations, if someone's coming in and they've got low saturations from a burns, yeah. are we thinking carbon monoxide? Are we thinking airway burns? Uh, are we you thinking? can. And again, associated things uh, like aspiration. You've got to think broadly. Yes. Uh, certainly carbon monoxide is high up there. Okay. And yep. with desaturation. Yep. Uh, other things as well, even aspiration or pulmonary. Contusions, pneumothorax, yep, okay. hemothorax. You can't exclude them yet. Most, most moderate to severe burns will have a traumatic uh, component. Yes. And that's where you can't be skewed by a person with, let's say, a, a burnt arm or a leg or face. You still have to go through the ABCs yep. of trauma. Of our trauma surveys. That's, that's yep. where you're going to, that's where the patient's going to die from if, okay. if you don't treat it. Um, circulation, we mentioned about tachycardia, bradycardia. Yep. Um, um, they're most likely going to be. Hypo or normal tensive, yep. um, hypertensive if they're in a lot of pain. Yep. Uh, and this is where the fluid management is very important. Okay. In the past, I think we're, we generally overhydrate patients. Yes, okay. So we not only overestimate the, the percentage of um, body burned, yes. we overhydrate people. And now there's m a more of a move away from the traditional Parkland formula yes. to modify Brooks formula okay. and using urine output as the endpoint. Perfect. So talk to me about the yeah. Brooks yeah. formula. Yeah. So in the past, Parkland 
is a formula that you use for the amount of compartments of intravenous fluid in the first 24 hours that you replace yep. for uh, moderate to severe burns. So burns over 10% adult and 5% child. Um, and you use a formula of 3 to 4 mils per kilogram per percentage of total body surface area burnt. Okay. Now it's 2 mils Keep per it kilogram standard. per total TBSA um, in the first 24 hours. Unless it's electrical burns, which can have deeper injuries yes you use four okay yep. so we're assuming that people like you've mentioned people were over hydrating yeah we're getting like you know poor edema we're getting you know yeah. shifts of fluids yeah. um, and we're putting fluids in the wrong spaces where they don't need yeah. to be and you can't get them back again yep so once you have corpillary leakage and and that's the reason we don't use colloids anymore because the protein leaks out and colloids is a protein they leak out and you can't actually recruit them into yep. intravascular space anymore. Choice of fluids, just initially, yeah, Harman's, happy, good. Yep. Yep, we're and seeing with Harman's. You give the first in within eight hours, eight hours yep. and then the last 16, 16 hours. Which makes it easier, it's one mil per kilogram per total body surface area yep. in the first eight hours, yep. because and the next next mil per um, you know kilogram yep. in the next 16 hours. But just titrate to urine output. In an adult, 30 to, 30, uh, 30 to 50 mils an hour. IDC for these guys putting a catheter um, in, or you're happy to judgment. Just yep, use your own judgment. If they've Great. got burns in that area and that would um, hinder their mobility, yes, then then of course, yeah. Perfect. Otherwise, um, and we mentioned analgesia. Also, we'll, we'll keep going. So we've mm. got we want circulation, disability. Um, if someone is you know GCS thirteen yeah. confused, are we thinking the gases again? Definitely, yep. Carbon yep. monoxide, definitely. Yep. Head injury, head injury, and, okay. and current head injury. Yep. Uh, other or. People that have seizures, yep. if they're doing something that while they're having a seizure, they can have burn injury. Burns. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, drug users. Drug users, yep. yep. Okay. Seizure, so you can't just exclude. Yeah. The demographic of burns patients, uh, young, are we yeah. thinking of the young, younger population? I know that I looked yeah. at some data that was saying that patients over 50 that suffered burns oh, were yeah. more likely to have a high mortality. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. over 50, percentage of total body surface area over 40 over 40 yeah and delayed presentations delayed okay and lots of comorbidities comorbidities they yep. don't do well they don't do well yeah yep. we know those comorbidities any more of those comorbidities <laughs> you get another one of those another you know another one and you seem to uh, deteriorate you know much more rapidly um, I always get those ones that have facial burns with the, the COPDs that yes supposed to have stop smoking but they've got the yeah 24 hour nasal prongs yeah. that stop smoking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And and the delayed presentation, especially we're talking about the recent bushfires. Yeah. And when you're stuck in a property, um, your house is burned down, and it's a delay to even get service, you know, emergency yeah, services to you. Yep. It just throws that delay to treatment. Yeah. Um, you know, further down the line, and we're getting patients a lot later sometimes if it is mm. in in burns. Um, that's really cool. Um, when it comes to you know environment, you know, we, we're calling these patients. Do they become hypothermic? Hyperthermic? What are we doing with warming or cooling? They what do are we doing? Become uh, hypothermic, actually. Yes. Um, just use judgment. You can uh, warm fluids. Yep. Um, I, I just use normal, normal fluids until. Yep. Just they're in a, going to be in an ICU setting. Yes. So you're monitoring their temperature. Just yep. got to keep that in mind. Yep. Good. Um, and they tend to get um, vasodilated towards the end, and that's yes. where they become hypovolemic. Okay. So well, not hypovolemic, hypotensive. Hypotensive. So they. These burns patients may need pressors earlier than you think. Are you thinking NORAD, adrenaline? Yeah, NORAD. NORAD. Yep, one. Peripherally vasoconstrict. Okay, there we go. So but there's also 
uh, catch twenty two, you want to perfuse those tissues that need to be perfused. Yes. Perfuse. So you just got to use judgment. Judgment. So yeah. lactate coming down, less tachycardic. Um, you're not it's okay. Despite them being hypotensive, just just be happy that they're you know, okay. All the numbers are going the correct way. Correct. Yeah. So it's, it's continually monitoring these yeah. patients and watching for any of those. Do you, do you see from a gas point of view? Do you see like a respiratory acidosis, a metabolic acidosis, a lactate that's high. Yeah. What do you sort of, you know, what do you see? I think see? you'd expect a, a both a, a mixed picture, more likely a metabolic acidosis because okay. of the tissue loss of the lactic yep. acid and, both, and the muscle breakdown. Yep. Uh, with smoke or uh, inhalational or other associated uh, injuries, yep. you would also expect a respiratory acidosis. Acidosis, yep. Uh, and then later on, with the renal impairment from the rhabdo yep. or myoglobin urea, you'll have a renal acidosis. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That's just such a different, you know, the, the picture can change depending on what's happening with the patient. Interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting to and see. And with Sinai, it's, uh, it's a, you have a disproportionately high lactate. Okay. How high are we talking? Um, uh, eight? Just incongruous to the, the gas itself. Okay. Yeah. So you've got an anomaly of, yeah. of lactate that sits yeah. quite high. Yeah. Okay. And just monitoring that lactate yeah, is monitoring quite is okay. important. Um, you know, really interesting. What are some of those red flags we've got? Let's say we're talking about the patients that are that are the severe burns. We've got someone who's come in with, you know, we've done our assessment. They've got severe burns. They're sitting up around the twenty to thirty percent total body surface yeah. area. Um, we've, you know whether or not they're intubated and they're going to send them somewhere. Mm -hmm. What do you, you, you... We retrieve these patients to other places, other centres? Yeah, there are certain uh, retrieval guidelines to, to uh, uh, referral hospitals. Yep. And that's uh, burns in adults greater than 10%. Yep. Total body surface area in kids greater than 5. 5. Any circumferential burns. Yep. Or burns to special areas like yep. the face or the perineum. Yes. Uh, burns that are... Suspicious of non-accidental injuries. Yes. Okay. We've got to we've got to raise that point. Yep. yep. Um, and I know the red flags are if you're struggling with ventilation. Yes. Then you've got to think about aspiratory. Yes. So it. Um, and what is it for? Just just you know just so people know what it is. Aspiratory is releasing the charred tissues. Yep. So the basically your um, your compliance is restored of yep. chest wall or. Yep. The restoring the perfusion to distal limbs. Yep. More likely seen so in circumferential burns. Yep. Yep. Circumferential, uh, full thickness burns. Full thickness burns, Where yep. the uh, scarred tissues contract. Yep, perfect. So it's good to know those guidelines, especially knowing them in your in your facility where you work so that you can know which patient should be ma managed here or sent elsewhere. And I'm assuming with any of these patients, they're going to have some form of burns input, yep. um, whether or not it's a phone call related to a type of dressing we want for a minor burn. Um, or whether or not it is retrieving them to a, a, another center. Um, Sometimes burns that are so severe that are requiring a lot of analgesia, uh, the patient might actually need to be intubated even though there's no yes. airway issues at all. Mm. Drug, uh, drugs, drugs, everyone likes to talk about drugs. Yeah. You know, what type of analgesia are we giving? Are we giving fentanyl? Are we giving ketamine? Uh, depending, if they're severe and they're in agony, if what's your dose? Agony, I, I would use morphine and ketamine for morphine sure. Morphine and ketamine, yep. okay, yep. Uh, or fentanyl and ketamine. Yep. You need, you need. Um, I think you need a combination of both. Of both. Yep. Whether it's uh, patient control of analgesia with yes. the opioids, yep. with uh, with the ketamine as an infusion, yep. or as an adjunct. If you have severe limb injuries, yes. you can think about you know blocks. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Haven't yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Blocking it. Yep. But the only issue with blocks is you can't neurovascularly assess after you do the block. Yes. 
which is important sometimes in burns, especially if you have a... Yep, that's a good point, good, good point raised. Um, what's your take home for people, you know, junior doctors, uh, junior nurses? What's your take home for burns? What, what, what do you want them to know, basically? Yeah. Don't get flustered. Don't get flustered. Stick yep. with your, what you know, ABCs. Yep, yep. ABCs. Pain relief is important. Yes. Uh, and behind all that charred tissue, there's, there's another person in yeah. there. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, it's now just stick, stick to basics. Yep. Um, common sense. If they're peeing, lactate's coming down, don't need to overhydrate them, just treat the, the pain relief them and make sure they're um, dressed appropriately to burns and good referral. Yep. Uh, good hydration, not overhydration. Good hydration. Yeah. Better than overhydration for sure. Nice, nice. Similar to cycling here, Lewis. I think we're talking about cycling. You know, when you're riding a long distance, you want to be, you know, make sure you take in your, your electrolytes and those important fluids, but you don't want to overhydrate. Yeah. So it's important to, to understand these concepts. Lewis, mate. Protein shakes after the burn. <laughs> um, mate, you're awesome. It's It's been great chatting with you. Um, I feel like I understand burns better. I feel like I've got a better concept of it. Um, thank you for your time, mate. It's just a privilege to get your opinion on this sort of stuff and also to share the knowledge as well. Oh, pleasure, so, man. Thanks it's for your time. And um, yeah, appreciate it. Hope we can do this again. That's it. Different See, topic. You, mate. <laughs>